all y'all are giving me is barely butter, salt, and pepper. And sometimes you need some bacon grease. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Oh my goodness, boy, oh boy. I've watched a lot of basketball, unfortunately. Wasn't a lot of NBA, but I've consumed a lot. We're going to probably be talking about a lot of basketball. But first thing off the top, we got to talk about the WNBA. Now, there's not a lot of information. There's not a lot of you know, details of what happened. So since there's not a lot going out, definitely probably going to make a video about this. So make sure you subscribe to the Hurst Wars Convo YouTube channel so you can uh, hear all about that. But for any of y'all who don't know what in the world I'm talking about, the WNBA fined the New York Liberty today, Tuesday, half a million dollars, 500000 to be exact. And it was for breaking the CBA, collecting bargaining agreement. And the part in which they broke was they basically said that the New York Liberty had a competitive advantage against all the other teams because their owner paid for the Liberty to have a chartered flight to a game over Labor Day and then like the second half of the season in the 2021 season. They were like, no, that's not fair. Everyone doesn't have that option. But the crazy thing about this is that the Liberty owner basically brought this deal to the WNBA and was like, hey, I have a way for, you know, everyone to get a free chartered plane for three years. And they were like, "Mm, we're good. And for someone out there that may not know what a chartered flight is, is where all the people in the plane are the New York Liberty. Because in the WNBA, they got to fly commercial. I'm talking Delta Airlines. I'm talking American Airlines. They got to go through the terminal, take their shoes off like the rest of us got to do if we want to go fly on a plane, which is already crackhead crazy. Aside from that, it makes it even worse that like they brought it to the table and the WNBA was like, no. So that's how we decided to start off our Tuesday this week, y'all. So it's been crazy. I feel like it's even wilder that this particular thing is coming out because Athletes Unlimited Basketball concluded. And if you weren't watching, you truly missed out. Specifically, if you didn't watch the final game on Saturday as Team Tiana Hawkins and Natasha Cloud, they went into double overtime. It was crazy. It was insane. They got like over 100 points. Back and forth, congratulations to Tiana Hawkins for winning the inaugural season. And it just showed, you know, if you provide these women with the things they want and the things they need and you basically listen to them and listen to what they got to say that you can have a successful league and also make a profit at the same time. But my question is, where is Kathy at? Because this came out like mid-morning on Tuesday and it's five o'clock. Well, it's 4.43. But like, where you at, Kathy? Why you ain't said nothing? Like, where you at, girl? Come on now, you supposed to be the one. You you really setting us back today, Kathy. This today won't today. And uh yeah, so maybe, you know, they can get it together and figure it out, but it was hard to see that. Like I said, especially after Athletes Unlimited, they had such a successful time. Cause so many WNBA players were playing in Athletes Unlimited. You had Lexi Brown, um, Ty Young. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the amount of people from the W who were playing in Athletes Unlimited this year. So they have such a good momentum going into the WBA. And so 
I, I just think it was really crazy how this all came out this week. But yeah, Athletes Unlimited, great inaugural season. If you missed it, I'm pretty sure some of the games are like on YouTube or something if you want to watch it. But um, be prepared because they were confirmed for a season two and Athletes Unlimited Volleyball starts up in March. So be ready. Get ready. Don't miss it. If you're watching on video, I had to close the blind because uh, it was it was getting a little overexposed up in here. It's not cute. That one that one the look we were going for. But other things we were not going for was the Notre Dame Louisville women's basketball game that happened on Sunday. Oh boy. Oh boy. That was hard to watch to say the least. It was sad. Depra- I, I, I don't even know the words in which to describe what that basketball game was. But for any of y'all who might have missed it, Louisville was ranked number four and Notre Dame is ranked like number nine or 10. They're probably not ranked that now. But they were going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been like undefeated at home all season. Skylar Diggins Smith was there, you know, arguably the most famous athlete to ever play at Notre Dame. I said arguably, you can find me if you want to. There at Notre Dame. She's there to see her team, you know, support them there on the road to March Madness, all that good stuff. And come out the end of the second, midway through the second quarter, Notre Dame is losing like 41 to three. I was like, huh? And the score at halftime, anyone take your one guess? You want to take your guess? Hope you got it. Guess what it was? 56 to 14. Excuse me? Excuse me? This is the, like, come on now, ladies. I was sad to see, you know, Notre Dame go out like this. And the end score ended up being like 86 to 66 or something like that. So they ended up only losing by 20. Which, in most scenarios, you'd be like, oh my God, losing by 20 is so bad. But when you were down 41 to 3, like, that's an improvement. Like, this could have been even worse. But the even worse thing about Notre Dame losing to Louisville in such a dramatic fashion, and not dramatic as in end of game buzzer, was that, you know, they're supposed to be a top 10 team. Like, they're supposed to be a final four possible elite eight competing team. That means they're going to have to face Don Staley's South Carolina Gamecocks. And if you can't compete against Louisville, again, no discredit to um, Haley Van Leith. Like, girl, you bought it. No, no, no doubts about it. Girl game is up. But as Louisville, as an entire team combined together, South Carolina is head and shoulders above Louisville. So the fact that these ladies at Notre Dame could not even play in the same ballpark as them, Y'all better hope y'all don't get South Carolina come uh, 13th of March because, ooh, it's going to be a hard few weeks for y'all if y'all had to deal with that because, boy, oh, boy, that was not look Like, maybe it could have been a fluke. It could have been a bad day. You know, they're trying to get the losses shaken out of them before it get to the time where, you know, you can't lose no more. I get it. I understand it. But, hey, that won't the one to do it because that's, like, the, the only benefit they got is that one, Louisville was ranked higher than them. Two, Louisville was a quad one. So, like, at this point in the season, you can take quad one losses. You really need quad one wins. But you can kind of take a quad one loss. That was that was the only benefit of that situation which went down this Sunday because, who dog, I was uncomfortable. I felt like I was watching child abuse. I felt like I was watching child abuse. Like, it was not cute. I was like, sh- should I turn away? Because, like, ooh should I be watching this? Like, it was bad. Like, they were just, they were passing. I felt like I was watching a Harlem Globetrotter show. Like, it was that bad, you guys. It was 
Not a good look. Not a good look at all. So basically, this week in women's basketball, one of the biggest stars came back to play, which is our girl, Paige Beckers, finally got back on the court against St. John's. And obviously, they ran it up on St. John's because, you know, they were like, they had to do it for Paige. But if you were like, where has UConn been? They ain't really been nowhere without Paige. They really hit a steep slump once she went out around, what is that, November? October I don't really understand time anymore but they they hit a really hard touch path touch path they hit a really hard um patch there and so hopefully you know they got Paige back by the tournament and they can make a big push big run in their conference tournament which they should because they play in the Big East but hey no the girls at DePaul the girls at DePaul, ooh, if y'all ain't watching, y'all need to watch. Them, them girls in DePaul, they good. I, I caught them a few games. It was it was good. So y'all need y'all need to be tapped in because uh, March is here. The craziness is ready, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Again, I'm not going to make any predictions because I am done jinxing people. That is the past. This is the present. It's 2022. We're not jinxing people no more. We're not doing it. But if y'all would like to, you know, hit me up and tell me what y'all think is going to happen, please. Um, the selection show is March 13th, same time as the men, same day. Well, it's not the same time, it's the same day, though, on ESPN. So make sure you're tabbed in so you know what's going to happen. And talking about the men's, um, it was a bad week if your team was in the top 10. Like, I'm praying for you if your team was in the top 10 on Saturday because it was not a good day for you. You were you you were really in a rough patch if you were not in a top 10 because I saw the Gonzaga game. I saw the Auburn game. Um, I didn't watch the Arizona game, not, you know, that's not in my time zone, but I think it's very interesting, here I go, making assumptions, I think it's very interesting how Gonzaga loses to St. Mary's, no knock at St. Mary's, they're right, they're like 22, 23, something like that, really good team, as we saw on Saturday, but they lost, and they were number one, but they get to stay at number one. And arguably, literally nothing changed. Like, all these jokers lost. And the only person who's not in the top 10 anymore is Texas Tech. If I was Texas Tech, I'd be calling. Now, I know they say they don't care, but y'all care. Y'all be caring about them rankings. Y'all be caring. Don't. Who you fooling? You ain't fooling me. Come on now. But I'd be calling because that is ridiculous. How everyone else gets to stay except me? No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am, sir, or thee, or they. However pronouns you decide to use because that is ridiculous in every shape and form because how does Gonzaga who is supposed to be head and shoulders against everyone in the western west coast conference which I disagree because I believe 100% if you can win in a mid-major conference at Murray State and not only did Murray State win in a mid-major conference, but they have went undefeated in the regular season in a mid-major conference, then you should be in the conversations for a top four seed and not be just dumped into the first four. But that's a conversation for a whole nother day. Let me get back on track to Gonzaga. The fact that they lost to St. Mary's, they should have been down. Like, again, I'm not saying they should have been 25. I'm not saying they should have been 12. But they are not a number one team after that loss because – you should have been able, as you know, the number one team, the best team in men's college basketball this season. You should have been able to go into a packed house on senior night at St. Mary's and come out with the win. 
you should have been able to do that as the number one team that's supposed to be best team in college basketball. You should have been able to do that. And they can get the job done. So the fact that they get to keep the title when everyone else who's been number one in loss immediately dropped three, four, five spots. Not a good look. Not a good look. AP poll, coaches poll. Y'all know who y'all are. It's not a good look. And again, I know they say rankings don't matter and this and that and that, but it does. It matters. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when the tournament comes, your ranking decides where you'll play. It decides if you are in South Carolina and you got to go all the way to California to play your entire tournament season. It matters. So let's not act like it don't matter, y'all, because it matters. And talking about things that matter, James Harden decided to get back on the court. He is back on the court, and in his first game, he was real close to catching a triple-double back with back with the 76ers. He has never played for the 76ers. Who am I? As he finally got back with Daryl Morey, who is the GM for the 76ers. And a lot of people, in my opinion, have a lot of James Harden amnesia. You know, they, a lot of James Harden amnesia. And, you know, I don't have a problem with James Harden. I think he's one of the people who's impacted the game a lot and changed the way other people play. As, like, I saw a video a few days ago, and they were like, the little James Harden step back is now being in the EuroLeague. Like, is it good? Probably not. But hey, it's affecting the way people play the game of basketball. Influential person. But I just think it's really interesting because a few days ago, we were talking about how he's no good, how he doesn't play defense, blah, 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 blah. He's not good at this, da, 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 da. And we did the same thing when James came to the Knicks after he, you know, put on the fat suit and went and got out of Houston. Like, I get it. We all, for some reason, have James Harden amnesia every time he switches a uniform. And again, I always say, don't believe the things you see in the media, but I'm talking about the things we see on the basketball court at this point. Because y'all say, oh, he's so good at this. And then two days later, we're like, like y'all need to figure out your storyline. We need to figure out our plots. When I know nobody likes Skip Bayless, but that man is consistent about his hate for LeBron. He is consistent. He never wavers. He never shies away from it. He's consistent. And I feel like a lot of y'all James Hardenators really need to figure it out. Because y'all, this wishy-washy story we're doing, it's not cute. It's not fun. And it's kind of boring. As well as Ben Simmons, as we basically talk about these two people and these two teams coincide with each other at this point. How he puts on these nice, drippy fits, by the way. Like, looking at you, Ben. Kudos. It, I was going to say, tell your shyness to hit me up, but I can't afford that rate. So don't, don't do that. Um, how, you know, he's putting on these really nice outfits to see his basketball team get their booty smacked. Now, they played well in the game I saw the other day. I guess sometimes I just watch NBA games and, like, I forget to, like, write down my thoughts on my phone and my notes app. That's on me. That's on me for forgetting to do that. But they did pretty well. I think they were playing the Lakers or they were playing the Celtics. Again, I really don't remember. But that's why I write the things down because my brain doesn't really work that well. But he had the nicest outfit on Monday. And they just got, I don't want to say ran at the gym because Notre Dame got ran at the gym. Ran at their own gym at that. But it was not a good look. It was not cute. It was not pretty. But his outfit was. He looked good. Again, everybody says he's working on track and getting conditioned and shape and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. 
I just would like to know if he's going to play on March 10th or not. Because if he's going to play on March 10th, I need to know so I can block out. I can block out that time. I'm like, mm, nope, this is what I'll be doing for two hours is watching Ben Simmons play. Because if y'all know me, I don't watch all four quarters of the NBA. <laughs> I don't do it. If I'm watching the game, I'm watching the fourth quarter. Maybe I'll watch the first quarter. Maybe I'll watch the first quarter, but I'm not watching the second and third. The likelihood of me watching the second and third is borderline impossible. If you were a better, you can bet that I did not tune in for the second and third. That's just me. That's how I consume the NBA. Let me know if you feel the same way. I've, I know a lot of people feel the same way about the NFL. I don't understand why people look at me like I'm crazy when I say it about the NBA. Same thing, different story. If you don't know that March 10th will be the day the Nets go to the 76ers. So it'll be a big day. You know, Hart is playing against his old team. Maybe we'll see Ben. But I really wish I remembered who they were playing because then the Nets were playing because I vividly remember looking at Andre Drummond in his braids. And I was like, his braids look like he got it done somebody's front step because them things were, he has a bumped out braid, y'all. I mean, they look good. They look fresh, but they had a they had a little bump at the end. You know, that's the phrase you get when you were sitting between somebody's legs on the front steps. So, not knocking it. It looked good, but it looked a little old. But he did well. That was such a good game. He did so well. You would think it was so good I could remember who they were playing, you know? I watched the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns as well on Sunday playing the basketball. And, you know, everyone was talking about the throw that Jay Crowder like threw the ball like he was playing football he got confused what his sports were but I think that since Chris Paul if y'all didn't know Chris Paul is out with like a thumb injury surgery whatever I don't I don't get it but he's gonna be out for like six to eight weeks I think they said and ever since he's been out they like are two and two or something like that and I just feel like it goes to further proof my theory, my hypothesis, my thesis of that Chris Paul is a really good basketball player and he doesn't get enough credit for it. He doesn't. Like he has such an impact on the game. Maybe it's not, you know, physically shooting other points. Maybe it's just the fact this man knows all the rules of the NBA from front to back to back to front. Maybe it's just that. Or is that his like game of basketball is just so bad. Maybe it's just those things that you can't see with your eyes. You can't touch, feel, smell, hear, you know, the senses. But I feel like it just further proves that he's really an asset on that basketball court and they're missing it. Now, again, some other things went awry in that basketball game, which we can contest to not just Chris Paul not being there. But that's the main thing I took away from that basketball game is that give Chris Paul some love. I love John Morant as much as the next person, probably a little bit more as I literally had a whole five minute statement about him last week. And I chose purposely not to talk about that 52-point career game he had this week because what more can you say? John Moran is just a really fun basketball player to look at, which some people can argue that Chris Paul is not, but that does not mean that Chris Paul isn't valuable to the sport. And the last thing we're going to talk about this week is gymnastics. If y'all didn't know, I'm a lover of the gymnastics. In my mind, I can flip, twist all the things. I can't do that in real life. But if y'all remember, especially back in last year, last summer specifically, I had Nia Matt on and she is a former Oregon State Gymnastics alum. And we talked about all the things. But this season, the girlies in gymnastics are good. 
they're great. I've seen a lot of deserving um, bar routines, a lot of deserving, what they call uneven bar routines, the beam. I said the bar. It's the beam, y'all. It's the beam. Ashley, get it together. You're supposed to be a stan. But the one thing that I feel like the sport of gymnastics need is an entertainment coach because the girlies are giving what it's supposed to give when it comes to the flips and the runs and the routines. But what they're missing is the performance. Like, I understand. You're trying to focus on not breaking your neck when you're flipping and turning there. Like, I get it. But when you're doing your floor part, when you're doing your hands and your legs and you're spinning and stuff, I want to be entertained. Like, all the girls that give me, like, faces that are, like, steel board. I'd rather be here than anywhere on the world. Like, I get it. I get it. You're focused. But I should not be able to tell you're focused. Like, some of the girlies... Like, especially our girlies at Auburn. Our girlies at Auburn, they got that entertainment factor. They got that performance factor. Um, a good amount of our girlies at Florida got it, too. Only about one or two got it in uh, UCLA. Love y'all, though. I love y'all. Y'all got some good routines. But most most of the people with the performance factor are in Auburn. And I feel like that if coaches, looking at y'all gymnastic coaches, I know you're not my demographic, but I could be yours. And... Let me go in there and teach the ladies. You know how to give me a little sprinkle. Give me a little salt. Give me a little seasoning. All y'all are giving me is barely butter, salt, and pepper. And sometimes you need some bacon grease. Sometimes you need some bacon grease to really get me entertained. And again, I'm loving it. I'm loving what you're giving me now. But I feel like it could be better. And I could help you get there. I could help you get to the next step, gymnastic girlies. Because your routine is great, but you need to work on your face. You need to give me more face. You need to entertain me because I am entertained by your flips. But if before you get to the cool flips, I'm bored by you just giving me this stone cold Steve Austin face. What good is that for any of us? What good is that for me? What good is that for you? Come on now. We, we, we got to do it better. And I feel like we can do it. Me and you plus my performance aspect and I was a dancer so I could do it y'all I got you let me help you because we can take this sport to the next level just let me help you y'all come on well that is all I have for this week's episode make sure to like comment rate subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast at head on over to Instagram and follow at her sports convo to stay up to date on all things her sports convo as well as check out the her sports convo youtube channel because the month of march i'm putting out bomb videos if you didn't follow the instagram literally yesterday i went to the unc men's basketball senior night game i was on the risers i have no idea what the footage i got i feel like i got a lot y'all actually y'all wouldn't know because it's not coming out yet but it's coming out in March so that's why you need to be subscribed to the main channel so you can see the video as well as the other three videos I have planned filmed recorded they're gonna be great literally I've done half of them they're already great and I love them and arguably some of the best content I've made in a very long time so make sure you subscribe over there so you don't miss it as well as subscribe to the Her Sports Convo podcast channel where you can see me talk to myself every single Thursday at 11 a.m standard time watch the women's basketball, like almost every single tournament, a conference tournament is this weekend. So make sure you're 
Make sure you're tapping in, baby. We're going to probably be discussing a lot about that. Watch the final week of the men's regular season. Watch some NBA if you want to. No pressure because I probably won't. Friday Night Heist Gymnastics on the SEC channel every single Friday. Make sure you're tapped in as well. And as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the combo.